Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay. This is episode 38 of A Magical Life. Wow, what a journey we've been on so far. And do you know it just gets more interesting the more guests that I speak to? Today I have Trudy Pavlovsky with me, and she's a woman on a mission to show others how they too can live a life that feels amazing. She's been coaching for over a decade And over the last 18 months, she has brought everything together to finally own her vision for her best life. And she's about to tell us all how she did that and to answer a few of our burning questions. Welcome, Trudy. Thank you so much for having me here today, Magic. Very excited. Absolute pleasure. Now, we were just talking a little bit off air about your exciting journey, so What can you tell the listeners just so that they don't sit there thinking, well, it's okay for her, but how's that going to work for me? Great. That is a great question because I know when people meet me now, um, I look like my life has been just really blessed and it's been really easy. But unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, because I actually really like who I am now, um, I grew up with a lot of uh, trauma in my childhood, which I took with me into my teenage years and by the time I was in my 20s um, I was extremely depressed. Um, I was self-medicating with um, illegal substances and three times in my 20s I hit rock bottom and decided I wanted to attempt to end my own life. So I share this story not looking for sympathy or anything but I really want people to understand that when you make that decision that things can be better for you, life can transform if you're willing to show up for yourself. So my experience has been hard learned because I'd like to, you know, make my mistakes more than once, (laughs) go back a second time and just make sure again. Um, But I think it's really important to see where you've come from get the lessons and the wisdom out of it so you can move forward in more healthier ways. I think that's really key and thank you to be so brave to share that with us, that many people think a setback or a knockback or anything of the negative is purely negative and it's not. And I just did a podcast about change. And it wasn't about looking for the silver lining, but it was about looking for a lesson. There's a difference Mm. there, isn't there? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I don't think I would have been able to truly change at a deep level 
if I hadn't have actually looked back for the lesson because for a long time I was in victim mode. I was very much had created my life so I was helpless and it was always everybody else's fault. But I hadn't been taught and I hadn't seen life from the perspective that you can step into what they call in the coaching world, step into cause and take responsibility for not other people's actions against you, but for how you choose to respond to those actions. And when I learnt that and when I figured it out, I was like, wow, okay, it transformed everything for me. That's yeah. something I really want the listeners to hear. And so we're just going to repeat that. It's not what happens to you, it's how you choose to respond to it. You know, mm. all too often we're faced with people, be they bullies, be they, you know, maybe a horrible boss or a horrible partner or, you know, something will happen. The cause, the action is not the problem. It's what you do about it. It's how you respond to it and it's what you take from it moving forward. Yep. And something else in that that just popped into my head, if you don't mind me sharing a little bit more, and it's only been the last couple of years that even though I've been studying coaching and human potential for over a decade, wounded people wound people. And being able to step back and look at people from my past who have definitely wounded me, being able to recognise that in their own way that they too are wounded and they're operating from that space, while it doesn't make what they did okay, it made it easier for me to go, okay, this really isn't about me and I don't have to carry so much emotional, energetic, mental load around other people's actions. It allowed me to actually step back and add another level to my own healing. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And we've heard this before, hurt people hurt people. Mm. And I think, you know, coaches can really help you see past that and see moving forward what you can learn what you can create and how you can grow from things happening to you yeah for sure now Trudy we ask the same three questions of all of our guests here and I'm just always fascinated with the different answers so here's your first one what can your expertise do to accelerate health be it emotional spiritual or physical I love this question because something that I realised for myself and it's come up for a lot of people that I've worked with, that they're all interconnected. And when we work on, you know, emotional, spiritual, physical and, and the mental aspects of our own health and well-being, we can't help but rise up so much quicker when I first started coaching, I was only working on that sort of mental slash emotional level. So all the spiritual and the physical uh, wasn't included. But I think it's really important to understand that when you can clear out or have somebody support you to clear out the negative charges around your past events and any trauma that you have gone through, that actually does allow you to step into the wisdom of the event. And that's going to allow you to feel better as well. And Something that was like paramount for me in my healing to get to where I am now, and this only happened uh, two years ago, 
I made peace with God. I had a lot of religious trauma growing up and what I didn't realise by denouncing God when I was in grade five, I created a separation from myself and my feeling of connection to anything. So I felt very isolated and alone. So making peace with God, and I look at God now from a more spiritual space, not a traditional religious approach, that gave me so much peace and it just allowed a new connection back to energy and the universe and my purpose and that in turn allowed me to embrace that more spiritual universal law and stop denying the power of our own frequency. And from that, a very big decision I was able to make was that, you know, my worth was in my creation. I don't have anything to prove to anyone anymore. I'm at peace with God and that allowed me to be able to really start showing up um, even more powerfully as, as who I am. And Magic and I were talking about shadow values off camera as well. And when we embrace those values and those things that we really love and have a real driver for us, even if other people shame them, that just gives ourselves permission to live free of guilt and shame and judgment. And, you know, in the last two years, I've never felt so light and I feel more and more magnetic every day to call in what I desire for me to be able to truly live my purpose. And I feel like this is why I'm here and why all the pain and the trauma and everything has happened in my life to be able to do the work that I do now. So I feel, um, I feel so, so grateful for, for all of it, even though at the time <laughs> a lot of stuff was not great. <laughs> But here we are, and I really love who I am now. So when you work on all of those levels, the mental, the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual um, all at once, it really can fast-track your healing so much more. That's fantastic. And just to remind the listeners, I talked to you about shadow values in Episode 24, so that's definitely one to add to your favourites because many of my guests Trudy included, will refer to shadow values. And if you can pop back to that episode, you'll get the explanation, just in case you need a refresher on what they are. Now, Trudy, very interesting answer for the next question that I gave you. And we talk about wealth here, be it financial, personal, emotional. So what are your top three tips to creating wealth? I believe, and I really wish this was taught in schools and taught at a much younger age, really understanding how your brain works for you. So when you're setting goals around wealth creation, whether it's you know personal finance or emotional, set goals that step you up to where you want to go. Because quite often we're taught, you know, set that big goal. Like so I'll use money, for example. So if you've only ever been able to manage to save $100 and you've set the goal to have a million dollars, your brain actually doesn't have that capacity to support you because you've never had a million dollars before. 
So instead, if you set yourself up with goals that step you to that, what you do, your your hind brain will feel safe. So it's not going to sabotage you. If you can start creating imagery that makes sense, your midbrain is going to go, okay, this makes sense for us to be able to start saving bigger and bigger amounts. And then the neocortex part, if it's supported by the other two parts of the brain, it can start creating goals that make sense and actions. And I also believe, you know, from then a more spiritual, energetic perspective, when you use your frequency to support the attraction, not the repulsion of what you desire, that's going to make the money, allow the money to be received a lot quicker. And and what I mean by that is a lot of people have heard of the law of attraction. You know, if you sit and you feel about what you want, understanding that there is a repulsion side of that because there's a polarity for everything. If you make sure you're not attracting need or desperate energy to your financial goals and look at it at a higher level of like I require this, I desire this for me to live my purpose and to be able to uh, support my family, my clients, uh, a bigger vision, that takes away the needy energy which allows what you want to come to you sooner. So you want to take some practical steps and understand how your brain works. You want to be aware of your energy and your frequency around that and make sure you're not repelling what it is that you desire. And, you know, as we touched on earlier, you want to look for wisdom and complete any healing that you have around money because growing up, you know, chances are I'm I'm guessing the listeners would have heard this, money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard for your money. If your family has sort of a a set point around how much money people can have and you're going over that, that can unconsciously set up um, a struggle in the mind of potentially losing family to create wealth. So you want to look for wisdom in any experiences you've had around money so you can complete that healing. And, you know, I was always told for a long time that, or you just need to forgive your past and that makes it okay. But the more I've, I've studied energetics and how the brain and the body works and cellular response, you want to go past forgiveness for any negativity and any negative beliefs around money and you want to look for the, the wisdom. Um, so any experiences that you've had, whether it's negative with a bank or, you know, somebody stole your pocket money at school or your parents never gave you much, when you heal that and see the wisdom and pull the lessons out, that's going to allow another level of wealth to be attracted to you. So, yeah, understand your brain, understand your frequency and complete your healing. And I've really focused on those things over the last couple of years and I can see it in my own life. Yes, financially things have improved. You know, in 2020 a lot of people struggled um, and I'm, I'm blessed that I've done the work so that wasn't my story. Um, but, yeah, being able to bring all those three things together and make peace with money is, is a huge thing for creating your wealth. But it, that's also reflected back in your personal wealth and your emotional wealth and things as well. I think that's really important for the listeners to understand and to really embrace, and that is, you have to make peace with it. You know, so much that we've been taught previously in our lives 
as you said, you have to work hard for your money. Money doesn't grow on trees. No one's just going to give that to you. You have to earn it. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to set up wealth as a fear trigger instead of making it a happiness trigger and something that can lift us up, not pull us down? I think there's a lot of conditioning that's come through. Like I grew up working class. That's just, you know, generation after generation and, you know, we inherit so much through our DNA. A lot of our beliefs and things are are locked in generationally. So being that person in your family to heal that money wounding or whatever those beliefs are, you're actually not only doing it for yourself, you're also setting free future generations. But not wanting to go down rabbit holes of, you know, conspiracy theories or anything. But, you know, there needs to be a working class and there needs to, you know, be a rich according to some trains of thought. So school, you know, I'm sure you've seen the meme, like school is set up to teach people to be workers. It's not set up to teach people to think freely and to dare to dream and look beyond themselves for a bigger purpose and this is why I get so excited about what I do because I want to break those those patterns and those old beliefs and open up the possibility that you know no matter where you've started from things can get better they can for everyone and not everyone has the same starting point and I totally respect that but things can get better from where you are I think embracing that things can get better incrementally mm-hmm. can be quite healthy for people. So, you know, similar to the wealth, not looking at the huge, big, fat, scary goal, but looking at what do you want first. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking, you know, yes, 2020 has been a horrible year and, you know, my life's in the toilet. Now, look, a lot of people are thinking this, so I'm just saying what I've heard. Yeah. Instead of looking at that, just go, okay, maybe my job was impacted, maybe I went into a lockdown somewhere around the world, but I still have me. I still have the birds in the trees outside are still feeding on the flowers. The sun is still shining or the snow is still falling depending on where you are in the world. And you need to look at the smaller factors of life and appreciate those. And that's just reminded me something. When I learnt this, it was so huge for me, the concept of what I focus on expands and understanding that that wasn't just some sort of esoteric sort of random statement, but understanding that's actually how your brain processes information. Um, that if the listeners want to research the reticular activating system, this part of the brain, very briefly, it is directed by your conscious thought on what it should be looking for and processing as the most important thing in your mind. But it has no discernment. And this was amazing when I, for me when I learned this. Whatever you focus on, that's what it's going to think is important. So that part of your brain is going to show you more and more of that. And from an energetic perspective, if that's what you're focusing on and feeling, that's what you're attracting. And so for somebody who was depressed and angry and suicidal and just only ever saw the bad, when I shifted my perspective and how I was perceiving things and just decided every day 
even if it was just for 10 minutes to get started and to retrain how I thought, to start thinking about something good, to start being grateful for what I had, even if it didn't feel like much. And then all of a sudden it, it, was, it was like little miracles in my life. I started meeting different people. I was able to see beyond what was in front of me. I was able to start to make better decisions for my health. I started to really back myself and started to remember who I was and that I could actually see around me that not everything was bad and wanted to hurt me. And that created a a massive change. So if the listeners could take one thing away, remember this, what I focus on expands. And if you can consciously teach yourself to start looking at the good, if something doesn't seem great, start asking yourself, what am I not seeing here? What is actually good about this situation? It really allowed me, and I started 10 minutes a day, just 10 minutes of going, okay, things were pretty bad. What's actually good? Because it's not all bad. I have a roof over my head. I have food. And changing that, the ripple effect was that was that the people that weren't a great influence in my life, they fell away. I started meeting people that thought at a a different level, that were a lot more positive. I wanted to start taking care of myself and lots of little miracles started to happen, you know, little serendipities, little good things. Um, You know, I'd get an extra job or a new client would turn up. Like just it'll be different for everyone. But if you are sort of struggling and, you know, you're looking for the, the magic who is right here, so you're definitely in the right spot. But if you're looking for some more magic in your life, consciously choose to find it because that focus will expand and all of a sudden everything around you one day you'll wake up going well my life regardless of challenges is actually pretty good a mutual friend of ours ben harvey said to me once your vibe will find your tribe Mm -hmm. and i think that kind of sums up what you've just been saying that you know what you put out there the people that you were around all of that will change yeah but it will only change from within you if you don't change that self-belief or that self-notion then you'll still only have the yes men around you or the people that hold you in a certain place to make them feel better and things won't actually change I'm a huge fan of metaphysics and believe it or not, I only really discovered metaphysics two years ago and the the law of correspondence, you know, as within, so without, as the universe, so the soul, like it really, I really got it. It's like what what's going on in your own mind will be reflected around around you in the world that you live in. So why not let it be amazing? <laughs> Because I've spent most of my life not letting it be amazing and now I'm like, oh, I just I just choose to see everything through a, a lens of, of love and learning and wisdom. So, yeah, check in with how you're filtering. That's brilliant. And just to give the listeners a bit of a tangible story around your thoughts create your reality, my son just bought a car 
and yeah. very proud of him. His very first car, it's a tiny little Mazda, you know, hiccup and you'll hit the roof. But <laughs> I, I'm really proud of him, his first car. I have never seen this type of car on the road, never even noticed it, knew it existed, never noticed one. When I was out driving yesterday, I think I saw about 30 of them. Yep. It's because it was in my mind and I was thinking about it and I'd just done, Mm -hmm. you know, the drive.com.au research on is this a safe car for my boy? Yeah. And all of a sudden. Everywhere. (laughs) Overpopulated with this little thing. (laughs) Uh, That's the perfect example of the reticular activating system and what you focus on expands. Perfect example. Totally. So I thought I'd share that just to make it really easy. (laughs) Now, our third question that we always ask people is about weight. Many of us battle our weight quite needlessly. We know that stress is a big part of weight issues and that it's not just about what you put in and what you put out. So what can you tell us about your weight battles? Okay. Well, back in 2017, I was in what I was in denial about for a little while, but I was not in a very healthy relationship. And so in 2017, I started eating um, more than I usually did. And I put on a, a fair bit of weight. And that relationship ended in 2018. And I started pretty much seeing somebody pretty much straight away. And I was 12, 13 kilos heavier than I'd ever been in my life. And it might not sound a lot to the listeners, but those extra kilos caused a lot of problems for me. Like my body just, it ached all the time. I could hardly walk a block uh, without my knees hurting. And I had massive, massive inflammation issues in my body. It was so bad my arms would ache in the middle of the night and to attempt to get some relief from the pain, I would go downstairs and I'd put them in the freezer or put them up against a cold window. It was oh, it was awful. And in all of that, because I'd always, I'd never been more than a size 10 before and you know, none of my clothes fit. Um, I just felt so uncomfortable in my body. My sex drive was gone, so my relationship with, person I was seeing at that time was just just a nightmare Um, and he ended up uh, moving on and seeing somebody else and I just hated looking at myself in the mirror and it wasn't until the start of 2019 um, I found out about the other woman Uh, this person and I broke up he spent six months attempting to get me back and I was like on this just emotional roller coaster ride and by the time I was ready to work it out he'd moved on and I was just I was just in a massive space of self-loathing and I didn't want to go back down that path but I also knew going on some sort of restrictive diet where you know I wasn't allowed to have food would just mean I would eat more of it because I'm one of those people I, I don't like being told what to do and what I can and can't eat or have or whatever so I looked at fasting and uh, found some science-based information, um, did a lot of research around it. So I started fasting and it started out, you know, an eight-hour 
eating window and now I'm down to about six. That works for me really well. Started being a lot more aware of what I was eating. I actually also in that stopped working 12 hours a day because I was working on things that weren't getting me results. I was putting myself in the martyr, the stress and struggle and the sacrifice space, which is very low vibe energetically and was repelling everything that I wanted because I was in this space of, of neediness. And, um, and in doing that, embracing metaphysics, I, my, my body transformed. I started doing like little morning workouts. I started just for fun, um, a little side story. My older sisters hiked the Kokoda Trail. My younger sister plays um, football for Essendon um, at the, the VFL level. And they're like, all my family is super fit. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, I'm going to see if I can start running. And it started out, I could run like half a block <laughs> before I had to stop. But I, I was just looking at little challenges to build up my health and um, and last year had some personal emotional stresses around this particular relationship. But in that I was able to cut back on the sugar. And so my body strength increased, my gut health improved, which then improved my mood, my weight dropped and I started feeling really good about myself again. So I know fasting isn't for everyone, but doing the research around what's going to work for you, um, because I knew diets wouldn't work for me with the way that I think. But the bonus in all of that, cutting back all the sugar and moving and, and everything again, yeah, I lost weight so I didn't have to buy a whole new wardrobe, which was good. But improving my gut health, um, because I only learned in the last couple of years that the gut produces serotonin and that helps your mood and all of these things absolutely transformed my life. Now, it didn't happen overnight, um, but for me, ultimately around my weight, it was very much all started in my mind because I can look back now and realize I started eating in 2017 because I was attempting to repel this man in my life and unconsciously it was like, well, if I put on all this weight, he won't be attracted to me. Um, he did say to me, he goes, I don't mind you having a bit of weight on because that means you're less attractive to other people. So it didn't quite work out. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the things we do. But, yeah, stabilising that, fixing my, my eating patterns and um, cutting back on the sugar and building up my strength again, you know, all of those, once again, incrementally over time have really brought me back to, to optimum health. And one of the drivers was that um, I'm 46 now. So last year, like I remembered reading an article that said when you hit 45, if you don't manage your weight then that's when your metabolism and everything really starts to shift so I had a couple of different drivers in there to to really support me to make the decision it really just I needed to make the decision that I valued myself enough that I didn't have to suffer and struggle in pain anymore so hopefully that, that all makes sense <laughs> it does that's fantastic and thank you for sharing that and just for the listeners 
a few key things that Trudy just mentioned, inflammation, sugar. These things can be dealt with and your weight may not be a weight issue. It may be a gut issue. It may be an immune system issue. And for help with all of that, just contact the team at Holistic Natural Health at holisticnaturalhealth.com.au and they can help you with finding what your weight issue may be. Uh, Now, Trudy, we love to give listeners freebies here. We're all about the giving. (laughs) What can you offer the listeners? I remember what it was like when I first started in my coaching business. I didn't know how to get clients. I just knew what I did was awesome. But imposter voice and uncertainty really held me back. So this is why I've created the credibility boosters for new coaches. Although anyone who's new to business will definitely benefit from this free ebook. So sign up and download it and let me know what you think. Fantastic. Now, Trudy, people can find you on Facebook at Happiness Technician or mm-hmm. Trudy Sparkles Pavlovsky. Yes. And you're also on LinkedIn. Trudy Sparkles Pavlovsky. Thank you so much for sharing some of your journey with the listeners today. I'm sure they will get some amazing insights when they re-listen to this episode and maybe one parting word for the listeners. Remember who you are. You're, You're worth doesn't need to be proved to anyone you're worthy because you're here and that means you're allowed so whatever your dreams are you're allowed to have them if you can think it you can create it I love that now that was episode 38 of a magical life in episode 39 we have Andrea Pierce coming on talking about the triple s project which uh, they produce some amazing materials great for perfect gifts for yourself, for a loved one, and things that can help boost your spiritual and personal journey. We'll look forward to talking to Andrea soon. But for now, thank you so much, Trudy. And listeners, go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.